All right, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. This is part four of the John Pennington interview. I wanted to split this up into multiple episodes just to keep it bite-sized. You can listen to your car super easily. But this, I asked John, what would he do if he had no credentials, no experience, no Harvard degree, and he had to go raise money right now from ground zero? Because a lot of people have asked me that question. Bridger, the fun thing is a great idea, but how do I find money? How do I find investors? And it's cool to hear John's answer. So hope you enjoy. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. So another question that a ton of people have, and I get hit up on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever, is in the early days, it's it's a lot easier oh, now. Yeah, the early days. But the early days starting out, finding money in investors. Yes. A lot of people think that well, there isn't just that much money out there. Yes. Everyone's kind of poor. I, I can't find the money. I need yes. maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars, maybe it's a million dollars, maybe it's ten million dollars. Yep. How do you break down that belief? Is it true there isn't a lot of money out there? Is it that hard? What, what's your advice to somebody that asks you that question? All right, this is the same advice I gave you. I don't know if you remember this, mm-hmm. but uh, um, even at 23 or 24 years old, you have to have a really good product. And I gave you the example of a Lamborghini. If I had a $300,000 Lamborghini sitting outside, and this is, a, let's say it's a Friday afternoon right now, and I said, by Monday morning, I will sell you that Lamborghini for $100,000. Could you at 23, and you knew for a fact it's worth $300,000. You can sell it on cars.com Monday for $300,000. Could you go find $100,000 over the weekend? And you told me, I remember you saying, yes. Well, why? Why can you do that? It's because the product is so good. You have no lack of confidence that the product is real. Therefore, you will talk to all of your friends, all of your friends' parents. You'll talk to anyone on the street trying to raise $100,000 so they could all make $300,000 by Monday, right? The product is so good. So to say that there's not money out there and you've had a tough time finding money, maybe your product isn't that good. Mm. And if you improve your product, the credibility of your product, the stability of your product, the returns of your product, maybe if you improve your product, maybe that's your problem when you're trying to raise capital. Now, there is something about presenting and getting into people, and that's, that's, a, that's a whole... Uh, that's a whole thing. In the beginning, now I don't raise capital anymore. I, I, mean, I, I go on, I do some uh, uh, interviews with uh, potential investors and they call and such. But in the beginning, I went every day with, with my partner who was in charge of capital raising. Mm-hmm. I went to every single meeting for two to three years. Mm-hmm. If it was at 11 at night or on Saturday morning or wherever, I was there with him. Mm-hmm. So I could learn I, this, the, 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 the sales pitch. I could be there to help, right? And uh, we learned together how to pitch our product, our fund, right? And what were the um, pitfalls and what were the uh, objections from a potential investor? We put that all together. And uh, in the beginning, I, I did, you know, in the beginning of, listen, in the beginning of any business you're going to start, you need to do everything. Mm-hmm. You need to be everywhere, omnipresent all the time because you are the expert of your business. And you need to know how every little thing works. Now, obviously, Bridge Investment Group now, we have 2,700 employees in 23 states. We have assets in 33 states. We manage over $16 billion of assets under management. 
Um, and mostly in real estate, it's all really real estate. In the three asset classes, we only do large apartment complexes. Mm -hmm. We do large um, senior living uh, communities and we do large office buildings and we do debt. Some of our funds only do debt on those like mortgages and other funds actually purchase those um, assets and improve those assets. We don't do uh, retail, we don't do raw land, we just do those three asset classes because the product that we have and the my partners are experts in those three asset classes in debt and or equity. And so we stick to our knitting and we are uh, you know, expanding in, in that, in that uh, column kind of thing. So if someone brings a, a great retail shopping center to you, yeah. John, this is a, like the Lamborghini and we're going to sell it for a million. We can get it really cheap right now. We can sell it here. What do you say to them? Uh, my company doesn't do that. Say, go to someone that assesses Lamborghinis, that knows how to judge if the engine is good, if the tires are good. I don't know. I don't have that skill set and no one in my company has a skill set. And if they do, it's not part of our fund. Mm -hmm. We haven't gone out to our investors and said, give us money because we're really good at buying and selling cars. We've gone to our investors and said, give us money in our funds because we're really good at buying and selling uh, and putting debt facilities and making money off of apartments in the United States of America. And so they've given us the money for that in our private place memorandum and in our LPA. We have to stick to those parameters. If you go outside of those parameters and you start investing in things that your private place memorandum and your limited partnership agreement don't allow you to do, well, you're committing fraud, right? You're not, and that's what some funds get... Uh, uh, in trouble for yeah. right? They have their investors' money, and they have um, a set a charter. Let's call it a charter inside what your PPM and your LPA allow you to do. And some fund managers sometimes step outside of that charter, and they do something different when they told what they told their investors they were going to do with their money. Mm -hmm. And that's how they get in trouble. But if you you know stay to what your your offering documents allow you to do, and you stay to your uh, expertise. Well, you're obviously your uh, propensity and your probability of success is much higher because you're sticking to what your expertise and what you've told the investors what your expertise is. Mm -hmm. so. so on that same line, when you started out, yep. people have asked me, do you have, are you nervous about losing people's money when you're running a fund? Does that weigh on you as being a money manager? Um, let's say you're not committing fraud, you're staying your parameters, yeah. but you're taking your friends, parents, whoever's money. Yeah. Do you feel that responsibility? Well, yeah. Is that scary? Abs or absolutely. How, how absolutely. Do you stomach that? Absolutely. So, uh, in all the investments I've ever done, uh, I've had my money, personal money, mm -hmm. right alongside my investors' money, mm -hmm. with the same risk parameter. Now, obviously, if you're running a billion-dollar fund, I have you know a percentage-wise, but my my personal money, and that is a that's a great selling point. When we first started our first fund that we were required as general partners, the people that worked, my partners, we were required to have our money in the fund itself. So when we were out going to do an investment on some real estate property and we invest that real estate property, a portion of that investment is my personal money. So if that property or that asset loses money, then I'm going to lose money personally and I'm going to lose money uh, credibility as, my, as, as being the manager. So, so I would say when you're first starting a fund, even if it's just a little bit, even if you have to, you know, borrow some money from family and friends uh, that you, you borrow from or a credit card or whatever, and you put money into, right, something uh, of that nature, I think that's a much stronger uh, sales pitch 
when you're trying to raise money from a high net worth person giving you capital to go out and invest. It's, 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 it's pretty strong. It's, it's, well, I, I wouldn't say it's weak, but there are, listen, there are fund managers uh, in this country and you call, ask them, do you have any of your personal money? In, and they'll say no. Hmm. And it's just, you, you, your eyebrow goes up. Well, you're the fund manager, right? Yes. Why don't you have your personal money in your own fund? And they, they, don't, they have these convoluted answers of why they, you know, and the opposite answer is more, uh, you know, uh, solid, I guess you'd say. I'm investing in these properties. Would you like to invest too? Mm, right? Yeah. Even though you're going to invest more money, but I have a way to make money in this and I know how to do this. Yeah. And I'm investing, but I need to do more. And that's why I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. That's your, that's your uh, posture when you're raising capital. Right? We're going to do that's this. Awesome, yeah. We're going to do this. We are doing this. And we could do it on a bigger scale and make a lot more money if you could put more money in. But if you can't put more money, we're still going to do this. Mm-hmm. That's the posture, right? Yeah. And, and you and you know, look when you're, when you're doing a fund, it doesn't really matter. Um, you just have to know how to do something really well. If you know how to really make the best hot dog stands in the United States, and you only have enough money to do three, and they all make really good money, and all the only thing that's stopping you from making a hundred uh, hot dog stands is more capital, mm-hmm. then you should put a fund together. And you should raise money for hot dog stands. And they have to have a prospectus and how they make money and how you're going to expand. And you explain to your investors, we're already doing hot dog stands. But if you put money in, we could do more and you're going to make a good return and employ people and all that, all that good stuff. So uh, it's, it's more of finding uh, a product or an um, investment thesis that, is, uh, that you believe in, enough to put your own money in, and that you can you know, put together in a fund. So... Funds can be, there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of different types of funds. It's not just stocks and bond funds, right? Yeah. There's thousands of different kinds of funds. And they're, they're little niches sometimes. I love that. I, I, yeah, I want to like take a pad, of, pad and pen and write some notes. <laughs> I know if you're driving or listening to this, like pull over and start taking notes with them. This is, this is fantastic. Yo, if you're just starting out, you probably have a lot of questions. That's awesome. I want to hear them. So please go to investmentfundsecrets.com, submit your questions. And if I like your question enough, I actually want to bring you on the show with me to ask those questions live to me. And I'm going to bring on another investment fund manager to answer them for you. So if you're interested in that, please submit a good question on the website. Again, that's investmentfundsecrets.com. See you there.